0: San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities both near and far. Dancing Through
1: the Lens offers a platform for artists in the dance world to share their interests and insights and discuss how they use film to create work and connect with audiences. I'm Claire Schweitzer and I'm Coral Martin. This week, we spoke with Robert Moses, founder and artistic director of Robert Moses Kin. We talked a little bit about both the challenges and the silver linings that he encountered while continuing to produce work during the unprecedented circumstances of the previous year. We also got to talk about all of the different things that he's looking forward to as we transition back into our new normal. I... Um, I'm curious about the work that you've been doing over the past couple months. Everyone, you know, who's a dance maker has had to shift. We can't perform on stage. So a lot of choreographers, a lot of companies have turned to dance on camera. Um, As a fixture in the Bay Area dance community for the past couple of decades, a lot of people know your work. A lot of people have been able to go to your performances live. um, But now that, you know, a lot of us are doing this work on camera. I'm just curious to know what was your relationship like with dance on camera before the pandemic and how has it shifted now that it's a necessity?
2: Uh, well, i that's a good question in that uh, since I'm a, or have been a live performance practitioner, the relationship that I've had to recorded materials have been sort of um, few or limited primarily right so uh, you know maybe if you work on a project that someone is recording and, and in that kind of in that kind of setting you don't actually have a lot of power or collaborating on something say the way I did with the and uh, uh, the program with the a AM, uh, and AM, FM film that uh, we did uh, for the festival a few years ago but this relationship to recording your work is completely um, different in that. Given that was happening, what was happening with COVID, we had to rethink um, what our programming was, how we might manage it, and what was possible with the resources that we had, and then how we might expand and uh, learn while we're going through this uh, without sort of losing the center of who we are. It's a different situation in relationship to pre existing work, in relationship to work. that you hadn't planned to make, but's available now to you because uh, everyone's skill sets have shifted and uh, work that you might make or were thinking about making uh, in the future.
1: You, you mentioned the AM FM film that you produced with the film festival in 2014. Are there any things that came of that work that you're relying on now or in any way did that inform your practice as it um, relates to your current work?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's, um, when you walk into something that is um, different, when you're collaborating with someone who's new, uh, when you're in a different situation, that that whole situation was completely uh, um, sort of aside from, apart from a way that I might normally work. So a new collaborator... Uh, working with a smaller uh, group of dancers, in that case just a couple, in a location that we'd only, uh, we had an understanding of that had only been to I think once before. When planning what we do now, the way that we've developed the work now, uh, we spend more time in in sort of figuring out what's, how what might work with what and where, as opposed to uh, creation in the moment each moment and then winding up uh, with with an artifact at the end.
1: How has it been? I know, you know, we're doing all this work digitally and I was checking out your your project, RMK Around the USA. Um, So again, another artifact of the pandemic that we can, I mean, we could before, but I think people are really expanding their vision of what their community looks like and how broad it is. Um, And so I'm curious how that process has been, if it's something you'd like to extend after, you know, it's not a necessity to work online. And yeah, I'm just, I'm curious about that project.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, RMK around the USA is a project that is happening in bits that will accumulate at some point. We had a sort of a solid stop deadline for it in terms of sort of putting everything together and then moving it. Moving all those things forward, but I think that's opened up a little bit, because when you make work uh, that's sort of as broad as that is, um, finding the um, central theme, even if the central theme is discontinuity, uh, is a great challenge. Around the USA thing was a uh, like it's big, and I think I've said this before. Everyone's picked up these this other sort of uh, set of skills, and you find when you're working with technology as technology changes, if you have an artifact, if you have a work or something, and it hasn't sort of been finished and put out there yet, that you have an opportunity to refine it, to change it, to make it a little different, to do something a little more with it, then you might have just six months ago because you because you don't have the same problems of sort of working with a green screen because whatever that technical issue might be has been resolved by some new program or something like that. So... Um, Aside from things like that, the issue is yeah, I'd keep going because it is very much more interesting uh, working in this way than uh, one might have thought if you're sort of um, if what you've been doing your whole life is walking into a theater with you know ten dancers and doing something over three days. Um, they're two completely different things, and I love them both. But now I've been really, I've really been introduced to how you. Uh, make this live and make your work live through this.
1: All right. Well, you know, another question I have, I mean, this is also a project that you've been working on, um, over the past couple months is what it's, what it's been like to work on the project, the vital heart of SF that's going to be, um, well, is currently as well, um, hosted at this, this former gap storefront on market street anyone who knows that area knows that storefront. What has that process been like? What is it? How does it contrast to the work that you've been doing, you know, virtually all digitally?
2: Well, first of all, it's been kind of wild because it is so exposed, uh, doing work and having a residency where we, you know, we put up some uh, banners, but every time we go and we rehearse, we drop the banner so the public can walk by and look and behave and react however they might want to. So, it's just kind of wild to be that exposed all the time when you're trying to manage your ideas. Uh, But it's great. Um, Second thing is that the, you know, it's a historic building. It's a really beautiful building with a lot of, how do I see this, a lot of personality. It's like walking. It's not, it it was a building where the gap was for years, but it's like walking into someone's home because it's been there so long. It's a historic building, one of these uh, sort of nationally noted historic uh, buildings. Right, right next to the um, Powell Street turnaround, which goes right out to the Fisherman's, right out to Fisherman's Wharf. So all that stuff is sort of in there in your mind. And everyone in the building has been so great about letting us be there. And as a matter of fact, it looks like the residency is going to extend. They've, they're going to allow us to extend. So that's even, uh, uh, it's amazing. So probably it's not going to end at the end of June. It's been a positive, but it's been a positive in a different way. We are shooting a lot of, of the process in there. I don't know exactly what that's going to wind up being. But again, capturing now, for documents' sake... Is different than it was once. We used to capture for document's sake. Maybe we shoot once or twice, probably from the front of the room, uh, with um, the consideration. The only consideration being that someone uh, will need to learn this at some point. Now it's like, okay, this may become uh, not just a part of the history or a part of the learning process, but this may become, a, uh, in some way, its own our artifact. And that's one of the things that's a little different about the residency and working in this environment right now.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Um, And in your answer, you kind of brought up another question that I have for you, um, which is that um, during the past couple months, you've been sharing a lot of archival uh, material with your audiences. And I'm curious what that's like for you. I, I know when I look back at things that I've produced, even maybe a year ago, sometimes, you know I'm like oh oh what was I thinking about sometimes you feel great but you know I, I'm i really curious what it's been like for you what it's been like for your dancers to revisit work um, you know that maybe is five six seven eight years old and what that what that's like
2: yeah I think I think the oldest work we've uh, I think it was about uh, 15 maybe 17 years old oh, the oldest wow. one that we shared and there's a certain kind of distance that you get from the work at that point. Uh, part of what happens with me is the concerns that I have. I'm, I have so many things that I'm sort of interested in, but the concerns um, don't evaporate. They remain the same, and so the work can sometimes be about, a, a, could be a comment or a statement about something. So I don't need to sort of respond to it differently. It's sort of like, okay, I've, uh, I said something at this point, and if I need to say something else, maybe I'll uh, I'll need to say something else in another way. But I have to respect the work for what it was, when it was, uh, in the moment with the people that I had that conversation with. So it, I, don't, I would not, um, someone said, would you change anything about the work? I said, no, I wouldn't change anything about the work because, it, because that means I have to deal something, I have to... Uh, relinquish something about the process something about the people I work with something about the thought at that moment I'm saying I'm not saying it's right or wrong because the right or wrong is not um part of the part of the equation it's just that this thing is what it is and um you know it's so a pair of shoes really comfortable pair of shoes you put them on and except they don't wear out you know maybe maybe uh Maybe your foot doesn't fit them anymore. That's a really weird analogy, but maybe your foot doesn't fit them anymore in the same way. But you broke them in. It's it's what your foot looked like in that moment. Wow, that was really strange. But okay,
1: it made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my um, Did I just said. Oh no, no. As someone who saves a bunch of super old point shoes. I know what you mean. You put your foot back in there and you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." Oh, I don't I don't know about you anymore, but you, but I remember you.
2: I remember you right. So, yeah. There's right, there's a feel to that.
1: So, you know, I think this this relates a little bit more to your current work, but it, there is a continuity between this that previous question and this question that I have for you is is um, you know, again, we're working in an unprecedented time and because of that, Um, a lot of your dancers have had to also learn new skills, kind of put on new hats, shift their focus as well, shift the way that they dance. Um, And I'm just curious what that's been like watching and guiding your dancers through this process. And um, yeah, if you can elaborate on that. that.
2: That's a great question. The only thing I would change about uh, the question, I change one word when you say guiding the dancers through. I have not Mm -hmm. guided them through the process. We've uh sort of bumped through it together uh the the folks who are editing the work the folks who are doing a little bit of marketing in a different way than they used to be doing the uh administrative folks are sort of in um uh, the office in a different way or, or not in the office in a different way since it's COVID. we when i say we all picked up different skills i mean i really mean it i mean everyone has when you sit at home and one of the skills you do like if you sit at home uh, one of the skills you pick up is the ability to tune, tune your home out, right? So you go home and you think the TV is right there, the couch is right there, the kids, I'll just go make a sandwich, and no, and you have to be at work. So that's, it's just like another kind of focus, so it's a different kind of uh, skill to focus in that way, or if you're at the office and... You're normally used to turning around and looking at someone and saying, could you do this? And you have to give them a call or uh, reach them on email. But at this point, since they're not in the office the whole time, maybe they've moved uh, across country I think I had an administrator that was, um, she was here uh, for a couple of months and then went to the East Coast for like about two and a half months. And so we're communicating. And so then you're scheduling your sense of scheduling and uh, the idea of demands on other people's time is different. The idea of how you work with dancers was completely different. We were fortunate in that we, we had different processes in place for that. It all shifts, I think.
1: You alluded to these different processes that you already had in place that made it a little maybe a little simpler to transition to this type of, of work do you mind elaborating on that? Yeah,
2: sure, no problem. I mean, we have, you know, we work with, I do a lot of coaching in the work. So I, I will create the material and then do a lot of coaching and then we'll do some prompts and then maybe we'll come up with um, some uh, devices or mechanisms to constrain the prompts, things like that. Uh, but if we're, if, if 35 people are on, um, Not 35 people, it wasn't 35 people in the company, but 12 people or in 12 different schedules and I'm trying to work with you at the same time. And how do we do that? Because uh, I'm not going to reteach the same phrase 35 times. So then what I might do is I might maybe I'll give it to one person and that person would share, but then the schedules are still jacked up. So one of the things we did was to, I went into some of the archival uh, material from class and from other works and from rehearsal and picked up some phrases that we had never used, Have the dancers learn those according to uh, sort of working schedule. They learn that material and then they come back in, maybe give them prompts. And then once they have the prompts, then I go back in and coach. And then once they're coached, use um, a device or a mechanism to uh, hold all that work together so that there's something common uh, in the execution about the work it's not just about the individuals that is one way that we might uh, work with it and, and be able to sort of move something forward that has a holistic sense about it uh, without uh, just going over the same old ground
1: well we're, we're coming close to the end of this conversation so do you have ideas for the future that you're really excited about right now that you want to share with us or they're still in the works top secret <laughs>
2: Well, there's a, there's a few things. We were, we've were we been working on our short stories uh, program, which is a program we sort of looking at things over the years that there's a lot of sort of mini narratives built into some of the work, and I'm thinking that that's its own program that might uh, need to come out and have to do with uh, the notion of uh, narrative in a moving performing art. Uh, we just finished a program that's going to wind up on... Um, The ODC is premiering on ODC this uh, Saturday called The Soft Solace of a Slightly Descended Lost Life. And it really just, working in this way is really sort of giving us a notion of how else uh, the work might live, how else it might reach someone, and that in order to get to folks, we don't have to... um, Always be out there. I mean, I would love to be in London or somewhere in Russia or something like that, just doing work and performing. Uh, but when you can't because of the way the world is right now, you still can, even though it's a different thing. So yeah, we have a lot of stuff on the on the horizon. We're actually op- hoping to open a studio very soon. Um, so we're looking at that. There's a lot of stuff uh, that. When you have, when you don't go into the studio, you have a lot of time to work on some things. So we've been working on a lot of stuff.
1: Great, that's that's really exciting. Um, well, I just want to say a very big thank you. Really appreciate your time. It's been fascinating. fascinating. Thank you. <laughs>
0: fascinating.
2: <laughs> that's a word. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Robert Moses Kin continues its residency, the vital heart of SF through June and into July. Come see the dancers rehearse as you become their mirror at the Flood Building on Market just outside the Powell Street BART station. More details can be found in the show notes. The Catherine Clark Gallery, Box Blur, and the San Francisco Dance Film Festival present Dances for Doing between June 26th through the 27th. The evening will feature an original site-specific dance by Catherine Galasso, as well as a screening of films curated by the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. Ticket information can be found in the show notes.
1: Dancing Through the Lens is a production of San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Claire Schweitzer and Coral Martin. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and on the social media pages linked in the show notes.